Hey there, I'm Renee, a former hot mess shopping addict turned minimalist mindset guru. In three years, I went from totally broke to debt-free minimalist, started a money-generating blog, and healed my marriage while being a homeschooling, stay-at-home mom. And I did most of this with nothing more than a library card and a prayer. Looking back, there is one thing I wish I had had a friend to share the journey with me who actually understood what I was going through. This is my hope for the Unstuffed podcast, to be a place where you can shake off the need to people please and where we can both show up as our authentic selves, even if we're still in yesterday's sweatpants. Think of this as a standing coffee date with an old friend whose only job is to hear you out, hype you up, remind you that you are already enough and doesn't mind if you spike your coffee. As always, let's keep this simple. Life is hard enough. Welcome to the Unstuffed Podcast. Hey there, it's me, Renee. Welcome back to the Unstuffed Podcast. Um, I'm really excited about today's topic because this idea came from a car ride that I recently had with my son. We were in the car together going to pick up Little Caesar's Pizza And like he always does, he will bust out these crazy philosophical questions um, that that kind of plunge us into really deep conversations. Um, And I love that I am blessed with the challenge of finding good answers to help him better be guided through life. Uh, But I thought this was a great reminder for my not only myself, um, but for maybe you too. So. The main question, the hot topic is where can we buy long-term happiness? There's no denying that most of us are spending our days desperately seeking happiness. If you ask any random stranger on the street what they want for their lives, there's a good chance that they will answer, just, I just want to be happy, just to be happy. Um, And in that recent conversation that I had with my son, we were talking about the heavy topic of death. Like I said, he loves to bust out these really intense conversations um, that I get to find the answers to. And during our conversation, I took the time to give him my best advice on the subject, um, which ultimately is, you know, in order to lessen the fear of death, we should really aim to live a life with big happy. And I confessed to him that for the first 25 years of my life or so, I settled for a lot of little happies. Um, In an attempt to have him be smarter than me, I shared with him what the difference between these two was, and now I wanted to take the time today to share it with you. So, first of all, if you love the idea of long-term happy, if you truly want to live a life of meaning, I am hosting um, a Massive Action Masterclass, totally free to register. Um, where I'll guide you through my proven three-step process for living life on your terms. So if that's something you want to do, you can sign up in the show notes. Uh, That goes live on June 1st. Uh, But there will, of course, be replays after that too. So check it out. See if it fits for what you are wanting. So let's talk about those little happies. My dad died when I was 19, and after he did, I was struck with that major realization that time is fleeting and nothing is permanent. Um, These were things that I had known before on some level, but when you see a man, uh, you know, who I used to be like a superhero in my eyes, it somehow hits different. Like you, I had this 
big realization. Um, you know, even though I knew death was a thing and I had seen other people pass, it was like, I didn't think he would. I didn't think that was possible. I, I, it went against everything my brain believed could happen in my life. Um, and so like many youngsters do, <laughs> I don't, I just, is it youngsters? I'm not that much older. I don't know. I just went with the word youngsters, but I went into that full blown YOLO state of mind. I wanted to do it all, have it all, pursue it all and live fearlessly. So then at the age of 20, I was thinking about it. And I honestly think this is stuff that I have written down. My bucket list looked a little something like this. Have a romantic kiss in the rain, go bungee jumping, get a tattoo. That was my idea of really living, right? When I was 20. Um, the bigger things that I never really paused to consider were like, who am I going to kiss in the rain? Just like some random dude. Do I want to kiss someone that I really care about? Because what makes a kiss in the rain magical is the person that you're kissing, right? It's not the rain. It's the person. Um... Do I really want to go bungee jumping or is this just a thing that I have learned is like my way of staring death in the face and being like, I'm not afraid of you, but I am really scared right now. <laughs> you know, was it kind of just a way to like tempt death uh, because of, you know, the realization that I knew I was going to die? And like a tattoo, what kind of tattoo? Let me tell you about the tattoos I wanted when I was 14, you guys. This is a big confession, so I hope you're ready to laugh at me and hopefully not judge me too harshly. Um, so badly, and I used to draw this on myself, of course, with like Bic ink, right? I wanted a tattoo based on the WB series, TV, the TV show Charmed. Maybe you know it. Um, it was the one about three sisters, three sister witches. And it was like the little trifecta symbol that was like on the front of their book. And I also dabbled in the idea. Oh my gosh, this was like when I was 17. So it's worse. Um, getting like the same tattoo as Britney Spears. So I was clearly dying for originality, obviously. And you might laugh <laughs> at the immature desires that I had back then. But I think we all need to take a hot minute to be honest about how we don't really change the silliness of our desires. It's just like they become more approved by society. So let me clear up what I mean. It's obvious that my bucket list life when I was 20 or something, um, it, it didn't really improve much when I hit my mid-20s. Like I said, it just seemed more appropriate to the outside world. So things like get married, buy a beautiful home, have a job, raise a family. But the bigger questions, marry who? What kind of person do I want to marry? Who is it that I want to be with for the rest of my life? Funny thing, before I met my husband, Tom, I was just so done with crappy dating. I was so done with just finding someone on a whim and having fun until it ended. Um, I wrote out a list specifically of the kind of person that I wanted. And when I met Tom, I about died because he met every single thing on my list. So it's not like I was like actively walking into like bars and being like, hello, sir, I have a poll for you. You know, I just was like, this is all, this is what I want specifically. And I will not settle for anything less. I knew what I wanted. I know who I wanted. I mean, I knew what I wouldn't settle for anymore, which was really important. 
Um, and some of that stuff I did make very clear to Tom when we first started dating. I told him I will not tolerate this. I will not tolerate this. I will not tolerate this. Um, and he sat there nodding along because he thought I was cute. So he was like, whatever. <laughs> but I also think it's really good to have that very specific idea of who you will or will not be with. Um, and to also, you know, base it off of past experience. Like, you know, the more we have experiences, the more we're like, okay, well, that's not going to work. This isn't going to work. Anyway, I'm moving on. So getting a house, getting a house. Okay. Taking the time to say, do you want a beautiful house, but it's going to leave you paycheck to paycheck because that's what I did, right? That's what we went for was the paycheck to paycheck house because it was beautiful and it offered status. Or do you want something that, you know, is safe for your family, keeps you cozy and gives you the freedom and the time and the money to do better things with your life. As you know, we wound up switching for the second option because it's for us much better. Um, a job. Cool. What kind of job do you want? Do you want a job that gives your life meaning? How much money are you hoping to make? Um, you know, so often we just jump into jobs and I'm so thankful I really didn't, but I've heard stories of so many who just climbed the corporate ladder because that was what was acceptable without ever really, ever really asking, like, who am I and what do I want to do with my time? Am I climbing the ladder for me or, or why? You know, we, we just go. It's like we just go from our 20-year-old bucket list to our 30-year-old bucket list and give very little list any additional thought. Um, and then when it comes to family, of course, you know, we all need that. We all have to do family, right? We don't have to do family. I'm just saying that was kind of that belief that I had. Um, I actually didn't want to do family, but Tom changed my mind anyway, you know, but something to think is like, well, I'm still recovering from my childhood. Am I ready for a family right now? What do I want to change from what happened in my life? And what do I want to be better for my children? What do I want to stay the same? Um, and that might be something you've thought about, which is great. But a lot of times, you know, we just kind of do it. We just kind of stumble into this thing called parenthood and crap our pants when they send us home from the hospital with this thing we're supposed to learn how to take care of. And nobody ever taught us how. Um, if you were raised kind of like an only childish like me, I had, I had siblings, but was mostly an only child. Um, but the truth is I jumped full force into adulthood, still chasing this standard list of what happy meant without really ever asking myself what happiness should look like for me. Hey there. I don't mean to be a buzzkill and to interrupt your regularly scheduled programming, but if you are loving the unstuffed podcast, then I would love for you to check out the unstuffed inner circle. This is my brand new monthly membership, purpose-driven community of simplicity seekers. Think of it as a standing coffee date with a low maintenance group of friends. There are going to be monthly coffee talks that are live with me. Every Monday, I'm going to send you a new motivational video to help you start the week. We'll have journal prompts, guest speakers, on challenges, and so much more. The inner circle is going to be all about sharing new ways to slow down, clear mental and physical clutter, so you feel refreshed and ready to take on the world with ease. If you love the idea of being a part of a community that's main focus is to seek simplicity and self-growth, 
then you are going to love the Unstuffed Inner Circle. And you can learn more in the show notes. Um, and then as I got older, I was really working to keep up. I got little hints of what I wanted for my life. Um, beyond all the standard things that most of us believe we're meant to collect in order to be happy. I, I had the family, I had the house, all of that. But I realized, you know, I wasn't taking vacations. Uh, my mom used to take me camping when I was younger. and My dad used to take me camping. My dad used to take me on excursions all the time. And I loved that. And I realized, okay, I want that for my life. Um... I also, I also knew I wanted a good marriage. Um, you know, my mom had gone through divorce a few times and my dad had been divorced twice and I really wanted to make sure my marriage worked. So there were good intentions, 100%. But, um, I also had this major realization when a group of friends of mine asked me to go to Costa Rica. Um, they asked to go to Costa Rica and it was like, wow, that's way better than any trip I had ever even imagined. But I had to say no because I didn't have any money because I had been giving in to all those little wins. So I had spent all my money on shoes, tacos, alcohol, whatever, just like hit in the moment, whatever seemed fun right away. And I had to regretfully turn down my friends when they asked me to go to Costa Rica. And now to this day, they still talk about Costa Rica and I hate it because it's like, damn, I, God, I couldn't go on that trip. And that happened to me so often. I hated having to say no to amazing opportunities like that or like a concert or a weekend away, but it seemed like no matter what amazing opportunity came up, I was having to say no because I didn't have enough money. So then when I started bringing in more money with um, my adult photography business, that sounds like it's porn. It's not. <laughs> I was, I'm trying to say like I was a grown up now with a job, um, not adult photography. Anyway, I would, I would take a few thousand dollars that I had made from doing like a wedding. Um, and I would use it to treat Tom and I to a gorgeous vacation. Like I said, I knew I wanted to travel and I knew I wanted a good marriage. And so I was like, well, Tom and I need these vacations away. We need to make sure we're spending time together. I read that in a book somewhere and I just went with it. Uh, so I'd get new bikinis, we'd have drinks, we took your standard feet lounging pictures on the beach for Instagram. Um, but this funny thing would happen when we would come home, right? We would be faced with an emergency um, of some sort, like a car tire popped, engine died, pipe burst in the house, washing machine went out. And then because I had spent all of my money on vacation and I didn't have a dime in savings, I was left like giving myself a face palm, like, damn it. What, what's going wrong here? The long term realization for me was that fast, happy equals short, happy. It took me too long to realize that anything that I was doing quickly in order to get a quick win and go after that little happy was always a short lived experience. Whether it was finding some stud to kiss in the rain or booking a last minute vacation on a whim, none of it seemed to be working and I couldn't figure out why. Um, I was crossing things off, you know, the list that will make you happy left and right. I was doing it all. I was knocking it out of the park, but no matter what I tried, happiness wouldn't stick around for long and I couldn't figure out what it took to do that long-term happy because I had the cool stuff, right? I did the experiences. We took the vacations. I met goals. I started my own photography business. I, that even went faster than I thought it would. You know, it, my, my goal was to have a sustainable business 
by the time my daughter went to kindergarten and it was like took off years before that. So what was I actually supposed to do if none of this was working? I pause to try to think about what to say to you guys here because I'm like, what metaphor? I'm a big metaphor person and it's just so helpful. And the first thing that kept coming to my mind is like, was like a game show. Um, but also just real life. So if, have you ever gone to the store when you're hungry? I remember there was this game show where they'd run through the grocery store and they'd have to find like certain items. I don't even know what it was called, but I go to the grocery store, right? You've gone to the grocery store and chances are there've been those times where you just start scooping up everything in your cart because you're just really hungry and you have to get home and you just need to get groceries. So like Oreos, toss them in the cart, baguette, rotisserie chicken, sushi, whatever. You just chips, Chex Mix, toss it all in the cart. You don't really care what it is. You just want it and you know you want it and you want it now. Um, and if you're anything like me, then you get to the checkout, you pay way more than you intended to pay. And then you get home and you're like, I don't really have anything to make um, meals with. I just have a whole bunch of one ingredient, you know? Um, that's kind of how most of us live our lives when we're chasing those little happies. We just scoop up or sign up for anything that catches our eye and then still feel empty somehow. Um, and just like before we head to the grocery store in life, the best plan is usually to decide what it is you want first. So let's talk about that big happy. Instead of thinking about like your basic checklist for living, because that's what most of us do is checklists, checklists or like those bucket list ideas. And they're very kind of shallow. They don't really have a whole lot of depth to them. Have you ever taken a moment to ask yourself what kind of life you want to lead? Who do you want to remember you? What pressure, what impression do you want to leave behind? You know, a lot of times this is referred to as the front porch test. When you're old, when you're 90 and you're sitting on the front porch in your rocking chair and you're looking back on your life, what do you want to have done? For me, you know, I want to knock people's socks off. I want to have been an amazing person and not for myself. Like I just, that's who I want to be. I want to have been the kind of parent that, you know, maybe wasn't always perfect, but her kids always knew that they were loved and listened to actively listening to my kids, even when life has been busy, has been something I have been intentionally working on. And it is difficult, but you know what? Learning to slow down and really hear what they say, like really truly hear my children, whether it's just an idea they have or how their day went or a problem that they're having, that is big happy. By being more intentional in my parenting, I am, I truly feel like I could get to the end of my days and know that I left it all behind, that I gave it everything I possibly could, that I didn't miss anything, you know? And I also want to have done work that expanded the world, uplifted people's souls and encouraged people never to take a single day for granted. So on days when I feel like I have nothing to offer you guys and I have no idea who the hell would even care what I have to say on this podcast, I think of you. I get up for you. 
showing up on the podcast, the blog, social media is all with this underlying hope that I can remind you that you have something amazing to offer this world or to give you tips to simplify the rest of it so that you can focus on those bigger things. Because I believe if more people just knew this and just lived the way they were being called to live, so many of the world's problems would begin to fade because we would all be in alignment with our calling. Getting to the end of my days, knowing that I inspired someone else to live well, that is big, happy. Knowing I never resisted that inner knowing that was telling me I was called to do something, that's big, happy. When we attach ourselves to big, happy, and we have our sights set on who we want to be, how we want to show up, and how we want to serve, it's like we're slowly cruising intentionally through that grocery store, picking up only what we know we're going to need. We ignore the flashy sale signs. There's no need to give in to temptation of Oreos, but don't think that means you should miss out on life's little pleasures, right? There's nothing wrong with tossing in the Oreos. But we can reach the checkout line, having collected all of the makings of a well-lived, long-term, happy kind of life. That's big happy. That's long-term happy. Remember, if you want to talk more about how to do this, if you want to understand more about how to make this happen, how to build a life of intention, purpose, and only pick up what you really need along the way, if you are all in for that kind of life, come join my free Massive Action Masterclass. You can sign up in the show notes. And if you love what I teach here on the podcast or anywhere else that you are getting my content from, um, check out the Unstuffed Inner Circle. This is my monthly membership group where you get access to bonus teachings, challenges, journal prompts, and a monthly Q&A coffee talk with me where you can ask questions and we can all work to navigate this world better together. Thank you so much for tuning into the Unstuffed podcast. I'm so glad that you were here. And remember, I love to hear from you guys as well. So please take the time to write a review so that each week I can read one of your reviews live on the air. And if you're not quite ready to be done, don't forget that you can head to reneebennis.com slash links, where you can access some of my free trainings and my free guides. You can also gain access to my programs and my trainings, including mini school. Thank you so much for being here. And remember, keep it simple. Life is complicated enough.